What is up? Welcome back to Microfamous. We are talking about one of my favorite topics today, which is influence. Really, the entire Microfamous system is built around influence, the concept of influence, why it's so important, which I want to start with first. It's something that we want, and I think it's something that people kind of underestimate in terms of how important it is, because we're so drilled into our head that attention is the goal as if attention converted into sales automatically. And I think it comes from the environment that we live in where you know our views on marketing are shaped so much by the influencers that we all follow, the Gary V's, the, the Grant Cardone's of the world and other versions of them in smaller spaces. And we listen to them. And of course, because they're successful, uh, you know, there's no question that that strategy works. You know, I talk about this in the book. There's two different strategies being used to win online. And that's one of them. There's no question that showing up more often, shouting louder, turning up the volume on your personality, turning up the volume on the amount of content that you produce, being everywhere, starting every possible conversation you can, responding to every possible comment, there's no question that it works. The question is, especially for introverts, is, is that the only way? And of course, my belief is that no, it's not the only way. That's why I created the Microfamous system to begin with. And that whole kind of idea of just being everywhere and starting all these conversations of that whole thing, it kind of rests on what I believe is one kind of core fundamental belief, which is that we're in a battle for attention and the attention is the only thing that matters because attention converts into sales. And I think if you were to ask anybody that has, you know, a big audience on Instagram or TikTok or all these different platforms, and you really drill down and you sat them down and said, is it turning into sales? I think most of what you'd hear is a deflection back to the conversations they're having, the attention they're getting, the maybe some of the friendships or connections that they are developing on these platforms, the people that they're meeting, et cetera, et cetera. When you get right down to it and you pin them down and ask them, is it converting into sales? The answer, in my experience at least, has usually been no. And I think that's a lot of what you'd find. Uh, unfortunately, this also, you know, it can extend even into the podcast world. There's people who have millions of downloads on their podcast and can't figure out how to get people to buy something from them. So to, in my mind, that whole core underlying belief that attention equals sales, that attend, if you just get attention, everything else takes care of itself. To me, that whole idea is provably wrong, right? Provably wrong. Now, what's interesting is if you go back into my own personal history, I lived this and I, and I watched it unfold in real time. I, you know, I, if you've heard me speak on, on different podcasts, you might've heard me share the story of how I kind of accidentally ran a split test in podcasting where I had two different shows in the same space in residential real estate. One had a very mainstream, relatively large audience for that space. It has a million and a half downloads. It, it's a great show. It's super fun as a very general audience. And then I was running a show at the same time that had a very niche audience. And that show turned out to be a lot easier to monetize. It very quickly built a multi six figure coaching, consulting and live events business. So I started to dig into why that is. So I lived this, you know, I was co-hosting both of those shows and I watched it unfold with my own eyes that attention does not automatically equal sales. It was way harder to monetize the podcast that had a wider, more mainstream general audience than it was to monetize the podcast that had a small focused audience in a very valuable slice of the niche. 
So this whole underlying belief that attention automatically converts into sales and that therefore the best way to grow your business, and because I think this is, it directly relates to this, if you believe that attention converts automatically into sales and it automatically leads to the next thing, which is that just get more attention, be more outrageous, be more outgoing, be more social. And so most of the advice, I would say 90% of the advice we get in the marketing space right now essentially boils down to be more of an extrovert. And when extroverts are talking to other extroverts, because I've been on these shows before where you have an extrovert on and one of the one of the other people is an extrovert, all they do is talk to each other about how awesome it is to be more social on social media. And the introverts in the room are going, that sounds exhausting. I'm not interested in that. And that's not how legit coaching consulting companies are built anyway. There has to be another way. And so once you start to realize, and I think once you have that that experience in your background, that attention does not automatically convert into sales, then it breaks apart that next kind of corollary, which is that, well, if the, the way to grow your business is to be and get as much attention as possible to do whatever it takes to get as much attention as possible, because all attention is good. At once, once you realize not all attention is good, because attention doesn't automatically convert into sales, you start to realize that what's more important is your level of influence in the space. You know, I don't see somebody like on like John Maxwell or Seth Godin on social media every day, but they are highly, highly influential. You know, if you are putting on an event and you want somebody to come speak on leadership, it's basically John Maxwell and it's everybody else. If you want somebody to come into your company to speak about marketing, it's basically Seth Godin and Gary Vee and a bunch of other people. And think about that, how hard Gary Vee works to be in that conversation. Um, Seth Godin is not on social media hardly at all. He has a podcast and he has a blog, but he's the guy. When you want somebody to come in and speak about marketing to your company, Seth Godin is that guy. If you want somebody to come and speak on culture, you go, you grab Simon Sinek, right? That's what he's known for, culture building and leadership in, in within companies. He's not on social media all the time either. So influence to me is way more important than attention. I want to, like attention is good if it's in the right way that helps me build influence and it contributes to my goal of building influence in my space. If the attention doesn't contribute to that, um, not only is it not super helpful, it might actually be a distraction and pull me away from the very things I could be doing that would build influence. So I wanna share a little bit about how influence is engineered You'll excuse the, uh, the, the preamble there. Uh, it's very easy to get ranty on this when it comes to introverts and marketing, because I think that introverts are essentially being done a very, very big disservice. And we're being misled, essentially, by all the marketing advice that's coming out right now. Because at the end of the day, I think introverts want different things. And if you ask an introvert who is running a coaching consulting business and you paint a picture of a life devoted to grabbing attention online, versus a life devoted to building real enduring influence, they will pick the business with the real enduring influence every single time. So how do we engineer influence? That's what I'm gonna talk about today. Well, it starts with uncovering a clear and compelling idea. So when you think about how sales are made, if you're a coach or a consultant, you probably experienced this. You know, when you're in person, you have the time and space to catch people's attention, right? It's, you know, if you're standing next to somebody at a networking event and you ask what they do and they ask what you do, you can kind of give them a paragraph and you can explain and they can ask questions. And, you know, it's a conversation, it's an interaction. But when you're online, whether it's on social media or not, you have fractions of a second. They don't know you. They don't owe you anything. They don't owe you any attention. And so you have to grab their attention very quickly. You have to be able to say something 
that really smacks them in the face, right? It has to cut through the noise. And so unlike where we can just have a conversation with people and grab their attention if we're in person, you know, in order to cut through the noise online, we have to have what I would call a clear and compelling idea. That is what we become known for. You know, I gave a few examples, Seth Godin with marketing, John Maxwell with leadership, Simon Sinek with culture. That is what they are known for. You know, Simon Sinek became known for that idea of start with why, and that moved into a broader picture of him being known for culture. That's what he does. That's why he's different. And it's expressed in a way that's razor sharp, clear to the right people. And it compels them to take action. And as a result, as a result he's been able to build an entire business around that idea of being known for building culture. So if you can do the same thing, if you can deliver a clear and compelling idea to the right people that makes them say, wow, I've never heard that before. I've got to learn more. That's when you know you've got an idea that's worth becoming known for. You have like the raw materials to become micro famous. So the goal is to deliver that idea to the right people over and over and over and over again until you hit the tipping point of influence and become known for that. Simon Sinek hammered away at that first book until you got known for Start With Why. The book, the TED, you know, the TED Talk, all that stuff. Then he was able to follow it up with other books that all contributed to that idea, that idea of culture and leadership. But he didn't come out with a whole bunch, like a book that covered a whole bunch of different stuff. It was around one idea, Start With Why. It's even in the title of the book. It's brilliant. That's the same thing that we need to do at whatever scale that we are operating in. And if you're listening to this, if you're an introverted coach, consultant, speaker, author, uh, you know, kind of emerging thought leader, that is exactly the space you are in. If even if you don't have a huge audience yet, that is the challenge. First, start by uncovering a clear and compelling idea that when the right people encounter it, they go, holy cow, I've never heard that before. I've got to I've got to hear more about that. I've got to learn more. That is the goal. Until you have that, you don't really have the building blocks to engineer influence. You can get attention. You can have conversations. You can, you can generate sales through relationships and referrals and things like that. And there's nothing wrong with that in the early days of the business. By all means, do it and throw a whole bunch of stuff against the wall and see what sticks. But at some point, if you really want to engineer influence in your space, it's going to take the foundation of a clear and compelling idea that generates that kind of response from people. So let's move on to the next one. Once you have that clear and compelling idea, then you can start to publish content aimed at the three building blocks of influence. And I go into detail in the book. I'll just give you an overview here. The three building blocks of influence are authority, visibility, and relationships. So the content that you put out has to be designed to attract an audience, build trust, and change their beliefs over time. So you want to publish content consistently, methodically, relentlessly, but without you having to be lewd to your phone the entire time. Because as an introvert, that's exhausting. In order to engineer influence, you don't want everything in the marketing of your business to depend on you essentially trading time for money. So endless live videos, you know, stories that disappear in 24 hours, uh, you know, having trying to maintain a presence on five different platforms, experimenting with every new app or social media network that comes up. Like that kind of stuff just doesn't work for introverts where our energy to be social is limited. We have a very limited kind of stored source of energy to be social. And a lot of times that's that a pretty good chunk of that is taken up just by operating our business. So we don't have unlimited energy to be social. So all the advice essentially, which boils down to be more of an extrovert, it works for the extroverts. So they take it, they run with it, they do well. But for the introverts, we can pretend to be an extrovert for a while. You know, some people keep it up for a month, some people keep it up for years, but ultimately it burns you out. 
And so either you have to resign yourself to a life of continual burnout, right, where you're always running on empty, or you're going to end up going through those roller coaster cycles where you dive in and you pretend to be an extrovert for a while for as long as you can white knuckle it and hold on. And then you burn out to the point where you withdraw and you just want to quit social media and walk away. So there has to be leverage in order to really engineer real enduring influence, especially if you're an introvert, you need leverage in your marketing. You can't just be trading time for money by having all of your marketing rely on stuff that you do in real time. So you also need a way that encourages other influencers to promote you on social media and gives you access to new audiences that you wouldn't reach otherwise. Uh, that way you're not spinning your wheels posting to the same 150 people on Facebook or Instagram, because that's, that's basically the way it is right now. And Microfamous is that system. By getting featured as a guest on other podcasts, then launching your own show, you, you're generating this kind of long form content, then you can pull chunks of that out for social media, and you can use those chunks to spark real conversations that turns into real calls, real clients, right? So once you have that kind of micro famous system in place, that's going to hit all those three building blocks of influence, authority, visibility, and relationships. And I go into the book on detail, why the content that we put out in the microfamous system hits on those three things. So you can, you can dive into the book for more on that. But for now, just take that as a given that if you're, if you're creating content in the right way, if you're following and you've implemented the microfamous system into your business and you're, that's the type of content you're, you are putting out there, it's hitting all those three building blocks of influence. And so you're, it's like a machine that just constantly churns and churns and churns. And the result that it spits out at the end of the day is influence. Then you can move on to the final step, which is really just to optimize the system. That's gonna free up your time. It's gonna free up your social energy. And so the big trap here is just to resist the pressure to turn that newfound time and energy into new commitments, especially committing to new social media tactics, right? Focus on tweaking the system, create space so you can think strategically and make small tweaks that deliver big results, small tweaks that deliver big results. So think about you know, once you have a system where you're getting interviewed on podcasts consistently, and now you can focus on bigger, better, more targeted podcasts. Or you can focus if you have, let's say you have a podcast, you've launched it, it's active, you're interviewing people and having conversations with people, you're sharing solo episodes, you're bringing your clients on, you've got a good mix, you've got all that working. Well, now improve the content, improve your delivery, improve the call to actions, maybe come up with a new call to action off the podcast that helps you build your email list faster, right? Whatever the case is, or maybe you take some of that, uh, a small chunk from your podcast and you put some ad dollars behind it to, to support it and push it in front of more people on Facebook or Instagram, or you reach out to other influencers and you collaborate and co-market with them. Maybe you do some joint webinars and things like that, or you build your, you know, like an email nurture system so that when people do come into your email list, they get a consistent stream of communication from you that doesn't rely on you writing new emails all the time, right? Those are all ideas for tweaks and improvements and optimizations to the microfamous system. So once it's in place, you keep optimizing, keep improving, keep making it better. Resist the temptation to make new commitments, to get into new things, try new platforms, new, 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 right? Focus on improving the system because that's the system that's putting that clear and compelling idea in front of the right people. If you have the right idea for the right people, you will cut through all the noise online. You will draw people into your audience. You will change their beliefs. You will become known for your clear and compelling idea. And that's how you engineer influence in the online world without being glued to your phone. There are a lot of ways to engineer influence where you're glued to your phone. And that's basically the, uh, the advice that we get 
is be glued to your phone. Get better at being glued to your phone. That is that is what a lot of the advice boils down to. Be an extrovert, be more of an extrovert. And when you think you're extroverted enough, too bad, you're not extroverted enough. It's time to step up your game and be more social. That That's really the advice that we get. And uh, to me, that's it's just not gonna work for introverts. So there is a way to engineer influence without being glued to your phone. Microfamous system is, is my way that I've created that's specifically built around me as an introvert. I think it'll work for you if you're an introvert as well. And uh, so in terms of the first step, I've mentioned the book, you can certainly go grab that. If you want to just get the shortcut to doing the Microfamous system, you can go grab the Microfamous Fast Track. It's the only marketing toolkit that's actually designed for introverted experts. So coaches, consultants, speaker, authors, emerging thought leaders, etc. cetera. Um, the Fast Track is all the tools, templates, and checklists that we've developed over the years. So you can get booked as an interview guest on podcasts consistently two to four times a month, launch your own podcast. We've got all the, all the checklists, all the templates, graphic templates, Canva templates, social media, buzz plan, the whole nine yards and everything you need to really refine and uncover that clear and compelling idea so that your machine, that microfamous system, when it's putting content into the world, it's putting the right idea in front of the right people. That idea that makes people go, holy cow, I've never heard that before. I've got to hear more about that. That's the key, right? So uncovering a clear and compelling idea, getting the microfamous system up and running, and then optimizing and refining that system so it continues to churn. It just churns and churns and churns. And out the end of that, that process comes real enduring influence. So you can start to use the fast track. You can use those tools and templates. If you'd rather just work with our agency and, and we can help you install that system in your business, get your podcast launched in 45 days, start getting you featured, get that system in place where somebody on your team is reaching out, getting you featured as a guest on podcasts, cranking out social media, you know, pulling chunks from the, all those interviews and conversations that you're having on podcasts, get them on social media, all that whole system. We can do it for you. You can also reach out to this there, get microfamous.com. So I appreciate you listening listening. Uh, to me, it's, it's a message of hope, I guess. Um, you know, for introverts to listen and follow the Gary V's and Grant Cardone's of the world, you know, it's inspiring at first, you know, that, that message of hustle, that message of 10 X. I really enjoyed Grant Cardone's book, 10 X. I enjoyed Gary V's book, crushing it back in the day when I read it, they're good books. They're, they're great for the people that they work for. But the more that I realized that they don't work for me as an introvert, and I, I started to dig into why I realized that I wasn't alone. And if you're out there, if you're listening to this and you're nodding your head along going, yes, I've been feeling this for years. I've been feeling like I'm crazy. I've been feeling like, uh, you know, I, I must be the lazy one. I must be the, the one that won't work as hard because I can't follow this advice. I'm telling you, you're not alone. You're not crazy. And the problem isn't you. The problem is external. The problem is, you know, we've decided as a society that marketing equals social media. If you're not on social media, you're not doing marketing. I don't believe that's true. I don't believe it's ever been true. It's not all going to be true. Um, social media is just a tool. And right now, social media is tilting and shifting to the point where they favor extreme social butterflies. And that's not a good shift for introverts, right? That is not, that is not a shift that favors us. And so we're just in this environment right now where that's most of the advice that we get. And it can absolutely make you feel like you're alone, make you feel like you're crazy and make you feel like you're not a part of the cool kids club because you just will not and cannot jump on that bandwagon for any length of time. And I'm just telling you, there's nothing wrong with you. And there is another way to engineer influence. There is a different way. 
Um, I've put a, a completely different system in place around me that allows my business to keep growing without me being super active on social media, which honestly, I have not wanted to be in a while. Um, last year, especially 2020, social media has become so incredibly toxic, so incredibly toxic. I don't enjoy being there. I deleted Facebook and Instagram off of my phone completely. Um, I, st I stopped checking it regularly. Um, and I'm, I just have no interest in hanging. It's not a good, fun place to hang out anymore. Right. And so if, if you feel the same way, the key to making up for that and, and, and being able to grow your business without being glued to your phone is to have a different system, a different system in place around you that works for you as an introvert. It leverages your strengths. It makes up for your weaknesses and allows you to reach the right people, deliver a compelling message that gets them to pay attention, gets them in, like cuts through the noise, does all those things. But ultimately, it just it churns and churns and churns and it puts content into the world that directly builds real enduring influence. And that's what I believe that I've come up with with the Microfamous system is a system that engineers influence out the other side of the system pops real enduring influence. And so if, if you want to be influential in your space, and especially if you want, if you want to be micro famous, which is famously influential to the right people, then I would encourage you to get the book, get the fast track or work with us uh, in our agency, however you want to, uh, to get started. But there is absolutely a different way to go about it. And that's what micro famous is. So thank you so much for listening. If this is encouraging, go leave a review for the podcast, five stars and, uh, and just mention what you enjoyed about it. Let me know if there's anything that I can help you with, if I can answer any questions about the world of podcasting, the world of marketing for introverts, whatever it is. I'm happy to help and we'll talk to you on the next episode.